This is the Intelligent Rebellion. Howdy folks, welcome to the Insurgent Rebellion podcast. My name is Ria Mercado and I am your host. We took a bit of a break to reflect on the past two years and we're really excited to bring you this evolution of the podcast. We hope you enjoy this new format as much as we've enjoyed researching it and bringing it to life. For more than two decades, there has been a tax imposed on the Australian community making access to some healthcare services more expensive than others. This is the Goods and Services Tax, or what we call the GST. When this tax was introduced in Australia in July 2000, it exempted multiple healthcare services like hospitals, aged care, disability services, general health and allied health services from applying GST to their services. However, other medical services including exercise physiology, music therapists, psychotherapists, counsellors and diabetes educators were not included in the exception. For nearly two decades, the exercise physiology community has advocated for a change in the legislation to ensure fair and equitable access to healthcare services for the entire Australian community. For nearly two decades, the community has been meeting with politicians, writing letters and signing petitions. I sat down with David Beard, an exercise physiologist, and Dr. Felix Meyer, a representative of Exercise and Sports Science Australia the Professional Association for Exercise Physiology, to discuss why it's so important for EP services to be GST-free, how GST-free services benefits the Australian community, and what in the world is taking so long. Subscribe to the Intelligent Rebellion newsletter on Substack to access the extended version of this episode, which includes the full interview with Dr. Felix Meyer. Um, yeah, so Felix, um, thank you again for coming on representing um, ESSA. Do you want to just quickly um, just do an introduction, who you are and, and who you're representing today? Oh, yes, yeah, sir, absolutely. So I'm a senior policy advisor for, for ESSA. I've been working on the GST front for about a year now, uh, trying to push forward these changes in the legislation. And also I've been with the organization since last year. So, uh, so in terms of GST fight, just a small fraction of of the, the 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 time working on this, no problems. And uh, why is it so important for exercise physiology services to be GST exempt? Yeah, so we already know in the healthcare community that any tax in health services impacts most on vulnerable people, right? So uh, those in greatest needs, like individuals with chronic conditions with disabilities are the ones that normally also have financial financial challenges because of the the, the condition, uh, the overall condition. And uh, the addition of any cost, GST or any other tax, certainly might mean the difference between having or not having a treatment. And that's something that we really uh, should care about. So we understand that. that. That's why most of health services are GST free and are free of most of taxes that we have to consumer goods. But we need to extend that to exercise physiology. We understand that ESSA staffers and now you most recently um, and ESSA members have been working on this for close to 20 years. That's two decades. What's taking so long, Felix? And how much longer do exercise physiologists and the Australian community need to wait? Yeah, indeed. It has been a very long fight so far. The key of challenges sits with the nature of this GST legislation. 
So this is not a regular piece of law. This, the GST was established based on agreement between states, territories, and the Commonwealth. And uh, this agreement sets that any changes to GST needs a pre-approval from the states, territories, and the Commonwealth. And this is even before this is introduced to the parliament. So balancing all the interests and the priorities of this many different governments across Australia is certainly a challenge and, and has led so far to a very lean process. The good news is that the states and territories, they have agreed with the reform in the GST for health services. And this would make exercise physiology GST free. So it's now up to the federal treasurer to get things moving, uh, make it official per se. As far as you know, this process should have started last year. So we was quite anxious to, to have this uh, going through the finish line, but it hasn't so far. And in our conversations with the various treasurers across Australia, politicians, and also other important stakeholders, we've not been able to hear exactly what the treasure, treasurer plans is right now. So that's where we are working. With the associations and the other health professional bodies that you're working with, will the outcome that ESSA uh, exercise physiology hopefully have, will that impact them in any way? Or do they also need to then start their own advocacy or lobbying to exempt themselves from GST? So the current proposal that is being pushed forward would benefit all of us Mm -hmm. equally. Because the current proposal is saying uh, that we need to reform the way taxation for GST is considered and to establish some principles setting which is a health service and and then we can let the ATO to set uh, the more detailed rules. Currently, the legislation is quite confusing because it has a list, literally a list with 22 professionals. They are exempt and everybody beyond this list is attracts GST. We're not, uh, at this stage, the proposal that we are discussing is a proposal to reform this legislation, to go to a principle-based uh, approach and should benefit everybody. And most importantly, the, the consumer and the patient in a more broad sense. Do you want to just uh, quickly introduce yourself, like say your name and, and who you are and what you do? My name is David Beard. I'm an accredited exercise physiologist in Perth, Western Australia. Um, I've been around in the industry well before exercise physiology was a profession. Um, <laughs> my claim to fame is I, was, I think I'm the first exercise physiologist to have worked in aged care. I started working in aged care in 1989. Um, so I don't even think exercise physiology, well, it didn't exist then because ACE, the previous organisation, ESSA's in its, in its um, when it first started as the Australian Association of Exercise and Sports Science. Yeah, I've been around since then, um, in and out, done a few other things in my career, but sort of always um, had an interest and in always always doing some work, whether it was part-time or full-time in the exercise physiology space. Mm-hmm. Um, you're one of the pioneers in that case, David. Yeah, um, do- dinosaurs is probably more appropriate. Oh, oh come on, T-Rex then. We'll go with, <laughs> we'll go with, the, we'll go with the cool dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, the reason why I've asked to speak with you and thank you so much for coming on is this whole topic about GST and exercise physiology. You've been part of this process for near, what, two decades now. Almost, so, yeah. Almost. But David, tell me why. Why is it so important for exercise physiology services to be GST exempt? I think there's two parts to that. From the patient or client perspective, 
you know, it, it adds a cost. And we know that to stay healthy and and to be healthy, it costs money. And so anything that makes healthcare and access to exercise physiologists more expensive restricts who can access those services. So that that's the first thing. One, we should be trying to make healthcare as cheap as possible. And that was the whole concept when they brought the GST in, why they didn't have GST on health services, because they wanted to keep it as affordable as possible. Yeah. The second thing, I guess, is it creates confusion. So if somebody comes to me um, with a with a referral and a Medicare referral from mm -hmm. their GP, we don't have to charge GST on that. But as soon as those five visits are up, we have to start charging GST, which just is confusing for both the client and for the practitioner. And I guess the third thing, most allied health businesses and exercise physiology businesses are small businesses. So anything that adds to the administrative burden for them is a cost and so we should be trying to make um, those services and those businesses as accessible and as affordable and as profitable as possible. You know, profitable as in viable, not necessarily making lots of money, but viable. When the GST came in, um, was effective in Australia, health services were exempt. Why is it that exercise physiology wasn't? Yeah, the criteria they used when, when the GST came in at the turn of the century, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of discussions about what, what services would be GST exempt. And at that point in time, exercise physiology was a relatively new profession. It was really in its infancy. Mm -hmm. um, and so it wasn't really, and so it wasn't included in the list of health services that the Greens and the Democrats negotiated with the government to become GST exempt. So they came up with a list of 21 professions. Um, and when exercise physiology was first included in the Medicare system. Mm -hmm. That then got us the criteria. We, we then met all the criteria to be GST exempt health service. So I think the assumption was, oh, good. Now we'll go on to the list of professions that is GST exempt. Well, what seems like common sense is just, it just hasn't happened. And, and really all it needs is for the politician to go, well, okay, now you meet this criteria, you should be included on that list. Um, but that battle has proven to be difficult to get people to to realise that. Or well, they all realise it, but get them to actually do it. Yeah, and that's a, that's a beautiful segue, actually, into the, my next question is, if, if that's the case, if exercise physiologists meet the criteria as stated in the GST legislation, what's taking so long, David? Like, what the heck? Yeah, I think, I think I'd have realised over the... You know, 15 or plus years that I've been working on this is that politicians will do things that make them look good or will stop them looking bad. And it's just not a high priority for them. It's not a, mm -hmm. it's not a big topic. Most people don't know about. In fact, most of the politicians I've spoken to over the years have, when I've explained it to them, they've gone, well, oh, that's silly, isn't it? And they all agree. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And I thought, in my in my naivety at the start, you know, I went and spoke with after a number of attempts, spoke to Senator Dean Smith, who's been one of our greatest allies on this. Um, so I spoke to him and I thought he would, you know, go to Canberra, walk down the corridor and speak to the treasurer and go, listen, we should fix this. It's not how politics works. <laughs> it's, it's one of the holdups has been that people just don't know about it. Even the treasury officials didn't realise that GST was was being imposed on exercise physiologists. Whenever you write wrote to the politicians, we get the stock standard answer back that well, all the states and all the state treasurers have to agree to a change. Mm -hmm. um, the GST is really important because we use that money to fund healthcare services, which is just ironic, isn't it? They want to tax healthcare to provide more money to, 
for health for healthcare. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we kind of get these excuses that well, we we need all the treasurers to to agree, so that's too hard, so we won't do anything. And that's kind of been the stock standard answer for a long time. It's too hard. Through a lot of work dealing with treasury officials in WA and then treasury officials at a national level, so mm-hmm. ESA were involved with, with speaking to treasury at a national level. We've actually got them to write a proposal that changes the way the GST exemptions are determined. Okay. So rather than just being a list of professions, there's a criteria written out that says if you meet these criteria, you're GST exempt. So it says so it doesn't happen to other professionals as they start to meet the criteria. Yeah. So if, if another profession came in and they met all those criteria, they would yeah. automatically go on to the GST exempt list. It's not just like a so that's a great, that's a big step forward, and that's probably how it should have been written in the first place, but it, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. We should know that that, that that proposal has been sent to the state treasurers. Mm-hmm. They have met and seen that print, that proposal and endorsed that proposal. Okay. All it really needs now, from what I understand, is the federal treasurer, so Jim Chalmers, yeah. to put that on the agenda of the next Council of Financial Federal Relations, which is when all the state treasurers and the federal treasurer get together. It just needs to go on the agenda and they all go, yes, we agree with that. And then it can go off to get written into legislation. So it seems, we think, the only holdup at the moment is the federal treasurer putting it on the agenda of the next meeting. So in 20 years, it's coming down to someone putting an agenda item onto a meeting that is going to change how exercise physiologists can, number one, service the Australian community, and number two, be able to have viable businesses to be able to service the Australian community. Is, Is that it? Well, as as best I understand, that's how close we are. Yeah. But yeah, we're that close. And you've been at this, as I said, for such a long time. What toll has it taken on you? I think when we I met you once and you said, I'm going to retire as soon as a GST <laughs> well, exception kind of, comes into place. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of joke that I can't retire until this is done. And, you know, like I said, I've been in the industry over 40 years. So I'm getting close to that point where <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to retire yet. Has it taken a toll? I think it's taken a frustration. It's a frustration. Mm-hmm. The, the frustration's built over the years because, you know, I've been plugging away and talking to so many politicians and writing so many letters and getting responses back that clearly indicate that the person who wrote the response doesn't know what they're talking about. It's taken a toll in time. I hate to think how many hours I've spent on this. Mm-hmm. It's more the frustration. And, and not just me. I mean, the staff at Exercise and Sports Science Australia, ESSA, that I've mm-hmm. worked with over the years, you know, they've worked really hard on this as well. Uh, and it makes you a little bit cynical about politics. If it's so hard to change something so simple and so obvious, you know, no wonder our health system is in need of major reform and nothing ever happens. GST exemption, I mean, not really a sexy subject to be talking about, David, but why should I care? Like, what does this mean for me and my neighbour to my grandmother or any normal human Australian? How is this going to affect our daily lives? Cost of living is a major factor at the moment. So anything that makes healthcare more expensive, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense in today's world. The one thing we should be doing is trying to make healthcare as cheap as possible and particularly things that are going to help prevent people needing hospitals, prevent people needing ongoing medications for the rest of their lives, 
you know, it affects us all indirectly because healthcare is one of the biggest items on the on the budget. And if we keep going the way we're going, it will be the biggest item on the federal and state budget. I've spoken to someone who runs an exercise physiology business, and he said if it wasn't for the GST, he could afford to employ a whole other practitioner. Well, that's another whole person that could what? be employed servicing clients. We're already talking about shortages or difficulty accessing healthcare because there's not a number of practitioners but you're saying removing the GST, which shouldn't be there in the first place because we meet the criteria, like exercise results meet the criteria, yeah. could actually employ a whole other person, which opens up, what, 38 hours of sessions for, for your yeah. mom, your grandma, your sister, your brother to go and exercise and get the health care that they deserve and that they need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I saw a client yesterday who was seeing me about a metabolic health issue. Mm -hmm. And they had booked it, trying to see an endocrinologist as well. Well, they can't get into the endocrinologist until the middle of next year. So I was able to help them, you know, with my specialist knowledge around metabolic health, help them with some changes that might, well, I'm certain will help. But, you know, when you've got to wait six months to see a specialist, and mm -hmm. yet we're making it harder to see allied health professionals like exercise physiologists, that's crazy. What's the message that you really want to get out there? to the politicians, to the professionals, to the community about this topic? I guess to the community and people that are listening, the more people who raise this issue with their local member, the more pressure we put on the politicians to change this. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not like it's a lot of work to change. Everything's in place for it to happen. That pressure coming from consumers is probably more powerful than coming from practitioners, from exercise physiologists themselves. That's probably the main thing, you know, just spread the word about how silly this is and, and contact your local member and ask the question, why has yeah. this not happened? And is there a practical way that we can do that? For for the people out in the, out in the community, yeah. I think just emailing their, their local member mm -hmm. and going, listen, I heard that exercise physiology services are still charged GST. Can you please explain to me why that hasn't changed? Can you mm -hmm. talk to the federal treasurer and ask him to change it? I think that pressure helps our cause to just get it over the line. Um, David, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming in and talking about this. You're welcome. Listen, thank you. Um, any Everything that helps to get this over the line. So then I can retire. No, I'm not going to retire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I could, go, I could go and focus on other things. Um, that would be fantastic. Well, hoping that common sense prevails in this instance, Dave. Thank you. It will eventually. Thank you. Intelligent Rebellion is a 3-6 production hosted by me, Ria Mikado. Will is our emperor of sound and the talent behind all our original music. Leave us some stars and review to help others find us. Do you have a story to share? Let us know by visiting theintelligentrebellion.com. <laughs>